Welcome to Boss Hog Ribs. You're talking with Brian and Floyd. And on this episode's topic, we are going to talk about hiring people for your restaurant. Brian has had the fortune to hire tons and tons of people, but he has also had the misfortune to have to get rid of some of those people. Uh, Brian, tell me a little bit about what should a new person starting a restaurant look for when they're hiring people for their new adventure? Uh, well, each, each position is important. Again, my experience comes from backing into it, from doing it wrong first. Um, I, I, as, a, as a little bit of a background, I had bought a restaurant that had employees currently existing. And they were, I found that some of them were very good and some of them were not. A uh, lot of theft, um, that sort of thing going on. Because uh, typically uh, restaurants, if it's fast food or, or at least that's been consistent throughout the past, is they're not real high paying jobs. I think you get a little bit more money, um, get a little bit, can get a little bit more quality with a server. Um, position because they have the ability to make more with tips and, and that kind of thing. But I think that um, you need to be careful with each position and you need to really, just like I said before, with every part of the process, everything needs to have a process, needs to be analyzed. Every, every component needs to be addressed uh, thoroughly. Uh, so that's right down to the type of person you want in that role. The, first of all, creating the role and then what type of person you want in that role. I've had a lot of different things happen. Um, I have been robbed blind. Um, I have been lied straight to in the face where I believe uh, people. Um, I've, I've actually also worked with other restaurant owners in my later career uh, in the point of sale industry where um, I had uh, shown restaurant owners that their people were stealing uh, based on some metrics that we had and they just they couldn't believe it. Um, people are people, and uh, for some reason, they employees always think, uh, and, I, and I hate to put everybody in a group like this, but a lot of employees always think that if you're the owner, you're keeping 50 cents on the dollar. And in the restaurant business, that's just not the case. So they feel like they, they have some level of entitlement uh, to, to some of that money. I've had different theories on different things and those things you know on hiring people uh, and for, for particular positions and those have evolved uh, some of them I still I still believe in uh, I typically I'll give you one as a for instance I typically don't like to hire a bartender that's been a bartender for 20 years plus um, the reason is is and this is just my personal preference and I I don't mean any disrespect to any bartender that's out there that's been a bartender that long but depending on the person uh, that person knows more than I do. They've been in the business longer and they know how to get things by me. Uh, not to mention the fact you get into a situation uh, where they run a bar a certain way. So if you don't have your processes or your systems in place and your rules in place, they can bully you over and you can end up in a, uh, you know, in a backwards position over a barrel. Uh, so it's not a fun place to be when your employees own you. Interestingly enough, the theft thing is uh, is probably the number one problem in, 
this business. Every, um, every restaurant deals with this at some level. Uh, and even in cases where the employees don't think that they're stealing, uh, simply by taking a, a pack of napkins or uh, a stack of napkins or grabbing some straws or whatever it is, a roll of toilet paper home or um, you know, eating a pickle out of the dish or something like that. And, and you can account for some of those things, but ultimately these are things, what employees don't understand is that these are things that, that the owner had to spend money on. The idea is to sell those things to get that money back plus some, right? In order to keep paying and, and doing all these other things, stay in business next year or the next day. Um, I've, I've, it's, it's something that I think everybody, everybody struggles with, particularly at a bar. Uh, you know, bartenders, uh, you know, I've met some really, really good bartenders and some really efficient bartenders, and I've met some that are terrible, uh, that are just there to, they have a system in, in their own head and they know how to work it. Um, it's the rat and the cheese, how do you figure it out? Uh, I'll give you a, a, for instance, on the bar. Um, I had a partner who owned a restaurant in, in Nova Scotia, Nantucket Inch, Nova Scotia. And he, he like won the lottery of restaurants because he bought this old Indian restaurant um, or bar type thing. It was an old tavern, um, I mean native, like native American Indians type thing. Um, it's in Canada, so it's not American, it's North American. Uh, but anyway, he bought this place and then they built a university around it. Wow. And talk about winning the lottery. <laughs> and he had these, he had these systems. And, um, again, like I've said before, I've been fortunate enough to really, really meet a lot of great people uh, and, and learn from them. And I went to his restaurant, and in Canada, they do something different than we do here. They weigh their liquor, they put it on a gun, they you know, do all these things that they can measure every ounce that goes out of, of, of the restaurant. And I tried that. And it didn't work in America. <laughs> they hated my guts. Uh, so I, de I developed, and there's, there are actually proprietary systems out there that exist now, but I had kind of uh, developed my own system, which is based on free pouring. Um, and uh, anyway, the, the idea is to, is to make sure that you're getting paid for what goes out. Some people have different ways of going about it. I think it's really in the, in, you know, it depends on what the owner's uh, goals are um, and what their strategies are. Uh, I think it's, and I think it's if a manager has, has an idea that they need to run it by the owner for sure because in a lot of cases, the manager sees something that works, but what they may not understand is the impact on the other, the other side of something, right, to the, to the bottom line. Uh, in some cases, and I'm talking about some places have a rule that uh, for every five drinks someone buys, you give them one, right? Uh, uh, but who's paying for that drink? And um, some people don't see that as, as the right thing to do. I think it's expected in some places, and in some places it's not. So it really comes down to knowing, knowing your space and knowing where you are. But the rat and the cheese, anytime you come up with a way to stop people from stealing, they will figure out another way to steal. Uh, in, in one case where I had, I, I was, uh, I saw this in Canada, the, the guy had um, 
this this collar, I forget what it's called, the Berg system, I think. And he had, when he was pouring it, it was pouring out X amount of ounces, right? So the Berg system completely controls and knows how much is going out of that bottle. But what he did was he had a cup here and he had a cup right behind it. And then he would drag a little bit across as he was finishing the pour. And then over time, he'd fill that glass up and then he'd either take a shot or sell it. Uh, or something like that, right? Wow. So um, they just always find a way, and and he was doing different things. And while he didn't think it was that big of a deal, uh, it was a big deal because that it's really expensive, especially in Canada. Liquor costs a lot more. Taxes are higher there. Um, so there's always somebody's always coming up with another way. All the tricks, uh, you know, of stealing. Uh, I think when it comes to theft. You have to figure out ways to make that not a problem because it's so hard to hire somebody that you think is going to be a good fit and then come to find out they're not by doing things. Well, you can't always blame the person. Like I said, they do, they're not making that much money. If they're not a very good employee, they're, they're, they're feeling some level of entitlement. Maybe your processes suck. Um, maybe your maybe their job is hard because you didn't do your job to make it make it a good process or a good system, and so they feel entitled. Well, they're breaking the law and they're 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 going against your policy, but you might have some onus in that. So I always took the avenue of let me first create this position in a way uh, and, a, and a process around this position in a way that I don't even give the people an opportunity to think about stealing or to think about doing the wrong thing. Let me just take away that whole desire. Um, and uh, one of the ways that I did that with my bar, uh, which this is kind of interesting, was, uh, and, and this this is also part of what my, one of my partners, a uh, little bit up based on his system, was I turned my bar into a revenue center. Uh, so, I basically told my bartenders, and I wanted to make sure I hired the right bartenders, I told them that, hey, this is what's going to happen. You're going to come in, and you're going to take inventory of everything I stocked. I'm going to give you a space to run your own business. All right? I empowered them as their own business people, and I said, here's what you do. You're going to go ahead, and you're going to pour whatever you want to pour. Please stay within the boundaries. Don't get people drunk, <laughs> right? because uh, that's the rule. Um, pour whatever you want, do however you feel like you need to do, just pay me for what's missing. All right, and the way that we're going to control that is I created a system uh, based on somebody else's system. Uh, it's so important to pay attention to other people who, are, who have things working. Uh, I created a system where they could come in, the bartender would come in, they would weigh the liquor very quickly, um, and then, uh, particularly the, the key liquor, uh, very quickly, and then go through the night, and then at the end of the night, weigh the liquor again, um, and then we were able to feed it into a program that I had written at the time uh, to, to kind of come out with what, what it was, what, what was actually missing. And I remember one time it worked so well that one time somebody actually broke into my bar and they had fun behind the bar, right? Pouring all <laughs> these different drinks. And we could literally tell exactly what drinks they made, you know, like one was a fruit salad and all the different stolies were, you know. <laughs> but but it was it was such a good way to handle it. It was such a hard transition to go to to tell bartenders that I was doing that. But I learned right away who was the good bartender and who was the bad bartender, right? Because that meant that they were held accountable. The ones who resisted the most 
or when I put in the Aloha system to be able to track sales and everything, the ones uh, who resisted the most are the ones that I knew were not the ones I wanted in my restaurant. But the ones who embraced the possibility of, of having their own business and felt empowered by that, um, those were the ones that really worked out. And, and you know, ironically, they were people who didn't even know how to bartend in most cases. Wow. They were young people, just young, ambitious people. Wow. Um, so tell me another story in your past where you kind of discovered some stealing or maybe some tips as you walk around a restaurant, things to pay attention for, to possibly look for things that are out of, out of line that might lead to someone taking from you. There's so much. Um... You had mentioned to me in the past about uh, cardboard boxes. You're yes. not a fan. I am not a fan of cardboard boxes. So a couple of reasons. Uh, I've created all these little ways to, to get my money out of people and, and to make sure that the business is, people are doing what they're supposed to be doing in the business and um, everything else. So cardboard boxes I hate because I have been in the situation where I think I have a whole other case of beer or a whole other case of something and we get down to that case and it's empty or there's several missing or something like that. So I um, do not like cardboard boxes, and so I made my people completely stock the shelves of everything that we had uh, and get rid of cardboard boxes. I didn't want any back inventory. I didn't want any, any possibility. So that's, that's what I was talking about with giving, I created a system with the bar to allow them, people, to empower themselves to become that. And they didn't want to steal at that point. They wanted to make as much money as they could. So I took away that element. By taking the cardboard boxes away, I took away that element, right? And uh, same thing with, with the point of sale system. When you program the point of sale system, you have to make it easy and efficient. Um, I always have this philosophy that I want my people, uh, I want my people to fall down and do the right thing, right? Accidentally. And, and I, I like the point of sale built uh, for speed and efficiency so that they can work with their elbows. You know, um, as far as theft, that is a big thing. Seeing it in the cool, taking inventory properly. Um, I've seen uh, liquor in particular, where I had the liquor element. Um, I've definitely seen that. The uh, people who manage the trucks, you, know, you have to, in order to avoid that, you have to manage your business. You have to. Um, most, not most, I'm not gonna say most, but a lot of people who start a restaurant, it's because they want this status or they want this passion, they don't understand it. And they don't want to be that operational. They want to walk around and, you know, wear the chains and shit like that. So uh, <laughs> they want to do that, and, and they don't manage their business. And so when you're not manager, managing your business and when you are that person, everybody's watching you. Everybody's watching you. Um, and they know when you're not paying attention. They know what you're not paying attention to. So I've always seen uh, things where... Um, bartenders would put uh, they would actually be short one day a $20 bill and then over the next day a $20 bill well there's several different opportunities there they uh, borrowed 20 bucks and paid it back the next day yeah that's you true. know there, there's all kinds of different things like that and um, you have to pay attention so what you do is you eliminate those things so we created a, a system that uh, you know I'm not going to get into the details of exactly what that system was, but I created a system that I didn't have to worry about that occurring. So when you have a problem in a space, you figure out a way to, to, to eliminate it. 
fast food restaurants are so pros uh, quick service restaurants are so process driven and system driven like that that they, they everything's so quick and efficient and, and, and everything. I feel like I, I've always felt like there was a way um, to do that in a, in a table service environment. Um, and so I imp implemented some of those things to, to eliminate that possibility of theft and, and uh, you know, even the possibility of not necessarily theft, but somebody taking a long time to do something, mm -hmm. you know, milking hours. Absolutely. Right? There's just no, that's another form of theft. People don't do their job and stay on the clock and um, that kind of thing. So I, so I created systems and, and procedures that, that would have to be done in order to eliminate that as a possibility. That makes sense. So um, what's your style for letting people know that it's time to go when you have to lay off somebody? What, uh, any techniques or tips for newbies to that? I think it starts the day you hire them. Uh, you have to set yourself up to be in a good position. And uh, I've done it uh, different ways. Uh, and I definitely, it is definitely up to the person um, in charge because it's it's uh, one of the things that people don't understand is that uh, from that uh, management perspective hiring and firing is very personal uh, and you evaluate yourself a lot on how you did those things and some people abuse the power and some people uh, I've gotten to the situation where I started firing people and then I had the taste of blood in my mouth and so I was out there firing everybody <laughs> you know? um, I had a, I had a situation where the restaurant wasn't going well. All the employees were pretty much bad, but I was di I was running it from a distance, and that was my my mistake. But I walked in and fired eight people in the same day. Wow! I, and I had to do it. Uh, it was, and I had to actually get back in the kitchen and cook myself and, and do all these things because I had to make the decision. So, first of all, firing somebody is not as easy as it may seem because you have to be willing to take on their responsibility if nobody else will. Uh, so again, going back to when you're creating positions. Make sure it's a position that you can do, right? Make sure it's a position that you can easily fill or is not needed if, if that person is not there because otherwise you can hurt yourself. Um, you have to always consider that. We talked the other day about my son and, and we got into that position, right? So um, I, I look at it as by creating these positions in the way that I create them, uh, in the most efficient way, I, I like to tell people, hey, listen, this is the job I'm asking you to do. And, and if you don't do it, then, then we can part ways. If you do do it, then I think we'll, we'll possibly go further. I try not to, you know, it's always very careful. Fraternization is, 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 is an issue, uh, I think, with a lot of people. Uh, a lot of the owners that I worked with in the past have said, um, well, they're like family to me. And, and I felt that way about some people. But those are the ones that typically let you down. And so you find yourself in a bad position. I like to get my, I like to right off the bat, make sure that we establish this is business, this is what this is. Um, and then I create the process and systems so that, uh, and, I, and I, it, I have to make sure myself that I'm doing my job properly and that my managers are doing their job properly in order to make sure that I don't get to the point of having to fire people. It's an inevit inevitable thing, turnover is gonna happen. So I also set myself up in a lot of cases and this is me specifically because it works for my concepts that I go after, I set myself up for college kids. I like ambitious people. I want to be a stepping stone in their life, not the end all be all, right? I don't want to be the last place they go. I want to be the first place they go where they're gaining some experience and that's that kind of thing. So I truly enjoy 
Uh, we always part ways with people. I prefer to part ways with people who are moving on rather than making a mistake. That makes sense. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us at ribfeedback at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Boss Hog Ribs. You're talking with Brian and Floyd. And on this episode's topic, we are going to talk about hiring people for your restaurant. Brian has had the fortune to hire tons and tons of people, but he has also had the misfortune to have to get rid of some of those people. Uh, Brian, tell me a little bit about what should a new person starting a restaurant look for when they're hiring people for their new adventure? Uh, well, each, each position is important. Again, my experience comes from backing into it, from doing it wrong first. Um, I, I, as, a, as a little bit of a background, I had bought a restaurant that had employees currently existing. And they were, I found that some of them were very good and some of them were not. A lot of theft, um, that sort of thing going on. Because uh, typically uh, restaurants, if it's fast food or or at least that's been consistent throughout the past, is they're not real high paying jobs. I think you get a little bit more money, um, can get a little bit more quality with a server uh, position because they have the ability to make more with tips and, and that kind of thing but I think that um, you need to be careful with each position and you need to really just like I said before with every part of the process everything needs to have a process needs to be analyzed every every component needs to be addressed uh, thoroughly uh, so that's right down to the type of person you want in that role first of all creating the role and then what type of person you want in that role I've had a lot of different things happen. Um, I have been robbed blind. Um, I have been lied straight to in the face where I believe uh, people. Um, I've, I've actually also worked with other restaurant owners in my later career uh, in the point of sale industry where um, I had uh, shown restaurant owners that their people were stealing uh, based on some metrics that we had and they just they couldn't believe it. Um, people are people and uh, for some reason they employees always think uh, and I I hate to put everybody in a group like this but a lot of employees always think that if you're the owner you're keeping 50 cents on the dollar and in the restaurant business that's just not the case so they feel like they they have some level of entitlement uh, to, to some of that money I've have different theories on different things and those things you know and hiring people uh, and for, for particular positions and those have evolved uh, some of them I still I still believe in uh, I typically I'll give you one as a for instance I typically don't like to hire a bartender that's been a bartender for 20 years plus um, the reason is is and this is just my personal preference and I I don't mean any disrespect to any bartender that's out there that has been a bartender that long but depending on the person uh, that person knows more than I do. They've been in the business longer, and they know how to get things by me. 
Uh, not to mention the fact you get into a situation uh, where they run a bar a certain way. So if you don't have your processes or your systems in place and your rules in place, they can bowl you over and you can end up in a, uh, you know, in a backwards position over a barrel. Uh, so it's not a fun place to be when your employees own you. Um, interestingly enough, the theft thing is, uh, is probably the number one problem in, in this business. Every, um, every restaurant deals with this at some level. Uh, and even in cases where the employees don't think that they're stealing, simply by taking a, a pack of napkins or uh, a stack of napkins or grabbing some straws or whatever it is, a roll of toilet paper home or um, you know, eating a pickle out of the dish or something like that. And, and you can account for some of those things, but ultimately these are things, what employees don't understand is that these are things that, that the owner had to spend money on. The idea is to sell those things to get that money back plus some, right, in order to keep paying and doing all these other things, stay in business next year or the next day. Um, I've, I've, it's, it's something that I think everybody everybody struggles with, particularly at a bar. Uh, you know, bartenders, uh, you know, I've met some really, really good bartenders and some really efficient bartenders, and I've met some that are terrible, uh, that are just there to, they have a system in, in their own head and they know how to work it. Um, it's the rat and the cheese. How do you figure it out? Uh, I'll give you a, a for instance on the bar. Um, I had a partner who owned a restaurant in, in Nova Scotia. I had to get into Nova Scotia, and he he like won the lottery of restaurants because he bought this old Indian restaurant um, or bar type thing. It was an old tavern. Um, I mean, native like native American Indians type thing. Um, it's in Canada, so it's not American, it's North American. Uh, but anyway, he bought this place, and then they built a university around it. Wow. And talk about winning the lottery. <laughs> and he had these, he had these systems. And um, again, like I've said before, I've been fortunate enough to really, really meet a lot of great people uh, and, and learn from them. And I went to his restaurant, and in Canada, they do something different than we do here. They weigh their liquor, they put it on a gun, things that they can measure every ounce that goes out of, of, of the restaurant and I tried that and it didn't work in America <laughs> they hated my guts uh, so I did de I developed and there's there are actually proprietary systems out there that exist now but I had kind of uh, developed my own system which is based on free pouring um, and uh, anyway, the, the, the idea is to, is to make sure that you're getting paid for what goes out. Some people have different ways of going about it. I think it's really in the, in, you know, it depends on what the owner's uh, goals are um, and what their strategies are. Uh, I think it's, and I think it's if a manager has, has an idea that they need to run it by the owner for sure because in a lot of cases, the manager sees something that works, but what they may not understand is the impact on the other, other side of something, right, to the, to the bottom line. Uh, in some cases, and I'm talking about some places have a rule that uh, for every five drinks someone buys, you give them one, right? Uh, uh, but who's paying for that drink? And um, 
some people don't see that as, as the right thing to do. I think it's expected in some places and in some places it's not. So it really comes down to knowing knowing your space and knowing where you are. But the rat and the cheese, anytime you come up with a way to stop people from stealing, they will figure out another way to steal. Uh, in, in one case where I had, I, I was, uh, I saw this in Canada, the, the guy had um, this, this collar, I forget what it's called, the Berg system, I think, and he had, when he was pouring it, it was pouring out X amount of ounces. Right? So the Berg system completely controls and knows how much is going out of that bottle. But what he did was he had a cup here and he had a cup right behind it. And then he would drag a little bit across as he was finishing the pour. And then over time he'd fill that glass up and then he'd either take a shot or sell it uh, or something like that. Right? Wow. So um, they just always find a way. And, and he was doing different things. And while he didn't think it was that big of a deal uh, it was a big deal because that it's really expensive especially in Canada liquor costs a lot more taxes are higher there um, so there's always somebody's always coming up with another way all the tricks uh, you know of stealing uh, I think when it comes to theft you have to figure out ways to make that not a problem because it's so hard to hire somebody that you think is going to be a good fit and then come to find out they're not by doing things. Well, you can't always blame the person. Like I said, they do, they're not making that much money. If they're not a very good employee, they're, they're, they're feeling some level of entitlement. Maybe your processes suck. Um, maybe, maybe their job is hard because you didn't do your job to make it, make it a good process or a good system. And so they feel entitled. Well, they're breaking the law and they're, they're, they're going against your policy but you might have some onus in that. So I always took the avenue of, let me first create this position in a way, uh, and, a, and a process around this position in a way that I don't even give the people an opportunity to think about stealing or to think about doing the wrong thing. Let me just take away that whole desire. Um, and uh, one of the ways that I did that with my bar, uh, which this is kind of interesting, was uh, and, and this this is also part of what my, one of my partners, a uh, little bit based on his system, was I turned my bar into a revenue center. Uh, so I basically told my bartenders, and I wanted to make sure I hired the right bartenders, I told them that, hey, this is what's going to happen. You're going to come in, and you're going to take inventory of everything I stocked. I'm going to give you a space to run your own business. All right? I empowered them as their own business people and I said, here's what you do. You're going to go ahead and you're going to pour whatever you want to pour. Please stay within the boundaries. Don't get people drunk, <laughs> right? Because uh, that's the rule. Um, pour whatever you want. Do however you feel like you need to do. Just pay me for what's missing. All right. And the way that we're going to control that is I created a system uh, based on somebody else's system. Uh, it's so important to pay attention to other people who, are, who have things working. Uh, created a system where they could come in, the bartender would come in, they would weigh the liquor very quickly, um, and then, uh, particularly the, the key liquor, uh, very quickly, and then go through the night, and then at the end of the night, weigh the liquor again, um, and then we were able to feed it into a program that I had written at the time, uh, 
to, to kind of come out with what, what it was, what, what was actually missing. And I remember one time, it worked so well, that one time somebody actually broke into my bar and they had fun behind the bar, right, pouring <laughs> all these different drinks. And we could literally tell exactly what drinks they made, you know, like one was a fruit salad and all the different Stoli's were, you know. <laughs> but but it, was, it was such a good way to handle it. It was such a hard transition to go to, to tell bartenders that I was doing that. But I learned right away who was the good bartender and who was the bad bartender, right, because that meant that they were held accountable. The ones who resisted the most or when I put in the Aloha system to be able to track sales and everything, the ones uh, who resisted the most are the ones that I knew were not the ones I wanted in my restaurant. But the ones who embraced the possibility of, of having their own business and felt empowered by that, um, those were the ones that really worked out. And, and you know, ironically, they were people who didn't even know how to bartend in most cases. Wow. They were young people, just young, ambitious people. Wow. Um, so tell me another story in your past where you kind of discovered some stealing or maybe some tips as you walk around the restaurant, things to pay attention for, to possibly look for things that are out of, out of line that might lead to someone taking from you. There's so much. Um... You had mentioned to me in the past about uh, cardboard boxes. You're yes. not a fan. I am not a fan of cardboard boxes. So a couple of reasons. Uh, I've created all these little ways to, to get my money out of people and, and to make sure that the businesses, people are doing what they're supposed to be doing in the business and um, everything else. So cardboard boxes I hate because I have been in the situation where I think I have a whole other case of beer or a whole other case of something and we get down to that case and it's empty or there's several missing or something like that. So I... Um, do not like cardboard boxes, and so I made my people completely stock the shelves of everything that we had uh, and get rid of cardboard boxes. I didn't want any back inventory. I didn't want any any possibility. So that's that's what I was talking about with giving. I created a system with the bar to allow them people to empower themselves to become that. And they didn't want to steal at that point. They wanted to make as much money as they could. So I took away that element by taking the cardboard boxes away. I took away that element, right? And. Uh, same thing with, with the point-of-sale system. When you program the point-of-sale system, you have to make it easy and efficient. Um, I always have this philosophy that I want my people uh, I want my people to fall down and do the right thing, right, accidentally. And, and I, I like the point-of-sale built uh, for speed and efficiency so that they can work with their elbows, you know. Um, as far as theft, that is a big thing, seeing it in the cool, taking inventory properly. Um, I've seen uh, liquor in particular, where I had the liquor element. Um, I've definitely seen that. The uh, people who manage the trucks, you, you have to, in order to avoid that, you have to manage your business. You have to. Um, most, not most, I'm not going to say most, but a lot of people who start a restaurant, it's because they want this status or they want this passion, they don't understand it. And they don't want to be that operational. They want to walk around and, you know, wear their chains and shit like that. So uh, <laughs> they want to do that, and, and they don't manage their business. And so when you're not manage your, managing your business and when you are that person, everybody's watching you. Everybody's watching you. Um, and they know when you're not paying attention. They know what you're not paying attention to. So I've always seen uh, things where... Um, 
bartenders would put certain, uh, they would actually be short one day a $20 bill and then over the next day a $20 bill. Well, there's several different opportunities there. They uh, borrowed 20 bucks and paid it back the next day. Yeah, that's you true. Know? There, there's all kinds of different things like that. And um, you have to pay attention. So what you do is you eliminate those things. So we created a, a system that, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into the details of exactly what that system was, but I created a system that I didn't have to worry about that occurring. So when you have a problem in a space, you figure out a way to, to, to eliminate it. Fast food restaurants are so pros, uh, quick service restaurants are so process driven and system driven like that that they, they everything's so quick and efficient and, and, and everything. I feel like I, I've always felt like there was a way. Um, to do that in a, in a table service environment. Um, and so I imp implemented some of those things to, to eliminate that possibility of theft and, and uh, you know, even the possibility of not necessarily theft, but somebody taking a long time to do something, mm -hmm. you know, milking hours. Absolutely. Right? There's just no, that's another form of theft. People don't do their job and stay on the clock and um, that kind of thing. So I. So I created systems and, and procedures that, that would have to be done in order to eliminate that as a possibility. That makes sense. So um, what's your style for letting people know that it's time to go when you have to lay off somebody? What uh, Any techniques or tips for newbies to that? I think it starts the day you hire them. Uh, you have to set yourself up to be in a good position. And uh, I've done it different ways uh, and I definitely it is definitely up to the person um, in charge because it's it's uh, one of the things that people don't understand is that uh, from that uh, management perspective hiring and firing is very personal uh, and you evaluate yourself a lot on how you did those things and some people abuse the power and some people uh, I've gotten to the situation where I started firing people and then I had the taste of blood in my mouth and so I was out there firing everybody you know? <laughs> I had, a, I had a situation where the restaurant wasn't going well, all the employees were pretty much bad, but I was, di I was running it from a distance and that was my, my mistake. But I walked in and fired eight people in the same day. Wow. I, and I had to do it. Uh, it was, and I had to actually get back in the kitchen and cook myself and, and do all these things because I had to make a decision. So first of all, firing somebody is not as easy as it may seem because you have to be willing to take on their responsibility if nobody else will. Uh, so again, going back to when you're creating positions, make sure it's a position that you can do, right? Make sure it's a position that you can easily fill or is not needed if, if that person is not there because otherwise you can hurt yourself. Um, you have to always consider that. We talked the other day about my son and, and we got into that position, right? So um, I, I look at it as by creating these positions in the way that I create them, uh, in the most efficient way. I, I like to tell people, hey, listen, this is the job I'm asking you to do, and, and if you don't do it, then, then we can part ways. If you do do it, then I think we'll, we'll possibly go further. I try not to, you know, it's always very careful. Fraternization is, 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 is an issue, uh, I think, with a lot of people. Uh, a lot of the owners that I worked with in the past have said, um, well, they're like family to me. And, and I felt that way about some people, but those are the ones that typically let you down. And so you find yourself in a bad position. I like to get my, I like to right off the bat, make sure that we establish this is business, this is what this is. Um, and then I create the process and systems so that, uh, and, I, and I, it, 
I have to make sure myself that I'm doing my job properly and that my managers are doing their job properly in order to make sure that I don't get to the point of having to fire people. It's an inevitable thing. Turnover is going to happen. So I also set myself up in a lot of cases, and this is me specifically because it works for my concepts that I go after, I set myself up for college kids. I like ambitious people. I want to be a stepping stone in their life, not the end all be all, right? I don't want to be the last place they go. I want to be the first place they go where they're gaining some experience and that's that kind of thing. So I truly enjoy, uh, we always part ways with people. I prefer to part ways with people who are moving on rather than making a mistake. That makes sense. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us at ribfeedback at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.